The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. The fan is the college football voice of the South. So let's go on campus. Presented by Infinity of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth or shop online at infinityofgwinnett.com. I think we all woke up to the news yesterday morning that Stetson Bennett, who's training for the Combine in Dallas, was arrested in Dallas about 6 a.m. running around banging on doors. When the police arrived, they found out he was drunk, public intoxication. He goes to jail about 10.45 Dallas time. He comes out of jail with a bottle of water. The police escort him into a waiting SUV as his hood is up and no one can really see his face. Will it affect his draft status? I I don't know if it's going to make a difference there, but now you've got to answer more questions if you're Stetson Bennett. Do you have a drinking problem? You didn't look good on Good Morning America after winning the first national title. You don't show up for the morning press conference after winning the second national title, and now there's this. So do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, Let's start with the good news. Well, he was supposedly out there training. Get ready for the NFL. What's the bad news? Nobody trains at 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, maybe they do, but they don't They do not do it the way that he was doing. And people are asking, why is he banging on doors? We've, we've been around enough people over the years, and I'm sure you've experienced this, if not yourself, through your family or friends. You come back to a hotel or a place you're not familiar with when you're all goofed up, you don't know where you are. You forget where your room is. Uh-huh. And I don't know what this situation was, if there was a front desk or not. But in lieu of the front desk, if it did exist as an option, Stetson decided to just start knocking on doors. He was taking a chance. He was taking. A, he was hoping that he was going to hit pay dirt earlier than perhaps the police being called. I don't know how many doors he knocked down. Look, again, we lost a guy at a casino a few years ago. Nobody knew where he was. That's true. He showed up eventually. Oh, and I, I, never mind. I don't want to talk about other people. I don't know. Am I in the right Come hotel? In. Yeah, I, I don't It doesn't matter to me. Somebody now is trying to get more details because nobody ever wants less details. How many doors did he knock on? Uh, was it a facility that he was being holed up in? Was he paying for this? Was he not? Is this a multiple of people? I, who knows? I don't care, to tell you the truth. It's not a good look for him in any way, shape, or form. So you could say, oh, I don't think it'll hurt his draft stock. That's fine. Uh, I don't know if it's going to hurt his official number where you're going to get picked. Where Where would you have been picked? But I think when you add it up with the, you know, if you choose to, the senior bowl, he could have been a mobile. All of this could have been avoided. Um, do you want the positive? The positive, he was supposedly in Dallas to train to be a better NFL prospect. So he got the messaging that you got to go work. That just doesn't seem like it was a work night. Doesn't sound like it was a night he was looking at film. And like I said, he'll have to answer these questions whether he wants to or not. ESPN last week through the weekend reported that Todd Monken, of course, the uh, play-by-play offensive coordinator man, if you will, for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, interviewed with the Tampa Bay Bucks, or at least he will next week. He already interviewed with the Baltimore Ravens. And when you look at his career, Monken just once as he stayed in one place for more than three years. That's when he was the Jacksonville Jags wide receivers coach in 07 through 10. So it's not like he he has stayed in one place. Now, he was out recruiting. 
last week. He's still doing the job, but as he's doing that job, apparently he still wants to uh, dip his toe into the NFL waters. I don't know. One of the things you hear is the good thing for him is he doesn't really have to recruit. Okay, he looks at film. I'm not telling you he's not involved in the process, but it doesn't sound like he's a guy that's, you know, waiting outside some building waiting to talk to some kid. So I don't know what he wants and what he doesn't want. I don't know if he was there in Jacksonville for three years because nobody actually offered him another job. He's been good enough at his job to, and by the way, all of these have been sort of upwardly mobile moves. Does he like the NFL better after doing the college thing again? I, I don't know. Look, I think he's looking for more money either way. Based on what he has said, he, he's a grizzled veteran in this business. Someone asked him leading into the national championship, I believe it was, about his relationship with um, with Kirby. And he said, let's not kid ourselves about what we do. I'm paid to score points and run the offense, and that relationship only goes so far. Mm-hmm. And he says, people talk about family. I've done organizations where this is a family. He said, this isn't a family. You're going to fire me if we suck. So don't say it's a family. This is the way it is. These are direct quotes from Todd Mocken. He understands this is a business, and i got to maximize my opportunities. Yes. Uh, it's not as personal as maybe we want to make it out to be at times. He could have gone all glowing. This is the greatest work environment I've ever been in. It doesn't sound like he's really much interested in that. Good for him. He knows what he, I think he knows what he wants, or maybe what he wants is, as you said, simply another race. And if he's talking to the Ravens and he's talking to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're going to be talking to an organization or two of them as of right now that have literally no idea what their quarterback situation is going to be. Yep. So that's why I think he's going to come back when all is said and done, maybe get a little more money. He's got two years left on his deal here at Georgia as well. Here's what's crazy. Um, the Georgia quarterback situation, which isn't settled, might be more settled than anything in Tampa and Baltimore. Because at least he's been around. I'm sure he has an idea of who he wants to start as QB1 once spring gets gets going if he's actually there. He's got more of an idea than he would in Tampa and Baltimore, which he has no say in who the quarterback might be coming no into question. the season. And like I said, still recruiting, still under contract. So we'll see if he gets a raise and stays at Georgia when all is said and done. It's the story that unfortunately continues. Chandler LaCroix, Georgia said over the weekend, uh, was not authorized to drive the SUV that was rented by the university at the time of that crash that killed her and uh, the Georgia player. Unknown is who was responsible for assigning the vehicle to LaCroix and other employees should they have been watching. So this story seems to be unfortunate unfortunately far from over yeah i don't know how many keys there were to these vehicles should she have had a key that she have to get a key from somebody else yeah there's who does the buck stop with as far as why she was driving that vehicle when she shouldn't have been driving that vehicle at that time of the night or the morning to be exact yeah, and the change of policy we'll find out about that once they get to the bottom of every, I, my guess is they know exactly what the chain of command was and why the why those keys were in her possession i again i feel terrible for all parties involved and then some I, the fact that it plays out this publicly i'm not saying that you don't have to learn lessons from this you do and unfortunately they live in a world and and quite honestly a lot of people now live in this world where it is going to be more public than not you can't do this quietly it seems because you keep getting asked questions it's just hard to i just feel terrible for the families knowing that there's going to be if not a headline and it might not be page one anymore but it's still going to be page three, and they're going to get called up, and they're going to need to hear explanations, uh, and that's not going to go away anytime soon. No, they're picking at the scab of grief. You don't have time to grieve because it seems to be a story that has many layers to it. And like you said, it's 
it's not something anybody wants to deal with, let alone deal with it publicly in this can, regard. Can I ask, I didn't really follow, what was the Stetson Bennett social media? I, I'm not really, again, because I know on Twitter you can get angry about a lot or you can be happy about a lot. You can bump for somebody. You can go after somebody. Is it mostly the putting yourself in this position just seems really... Yeah, I mean, again, I, I whether think... You take, if you're going to keep receipts like that, mm-hmm. look, the world, I don't know if you believe this or not, maybe it's just fallacy. The world will usually let you know if you're feeling a little bit too good about yourself. The world will let you know. It might be subtle, it might be with a hammer. I don't know if social media sort of laid that out, but there is that moment where you go, okay, got to get it back on an axis. You're going to have not only at Georgia, at any school, any university, any team, you're going to have the diehards that will defend Stetson no matter what. We've all been drunk. We've all been there, right? You're going to have that. But then you're going to have, as you said, people that will say, okay, if not now, when? Thankfully, nobody got hurt here. Right, including him. Like the case we were just talking about. Thankfully, this is a misdemeanor. But this has to, I would think, this has to be a wake-up call. You're 25 years old. I got to go back to something, and I I reference this, and it sounds so ridiculous because I usually let the movie stuff. Oh, you know, it's just like wrestling and Rocky. I get it; it's funny at times, and I think at times we really can bring it back to stuff like that. But I'll go back to that that movie draft day, whether you like it or not. What's he doing by himself? Doesn't he have anybody that, whether you're drinking with somebody else or somebody who just says, "Hey, man, I'll get you back there." It's a, it's a great point. I, I don't that understand. Up today. Oh, did he? Because I don't understand how you're not. It seems like you want to be lone wolf. That's fine. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. It just seems like who's who's the smarter guy than you at this point? I ask all the time. If you're prone to do dumb things, you got to find somebody smarter than you. Well, you're in an atmosphere maybe, and Finneran uh, sat in from the locker room with Buck this morning to begin that program, the Buck Baloo Show, weekdays uh, 10 to 11 here on The Fan, and said maybe you're in an atmosphere where you're training with guys you don't know. You're training with people you're not familiar with, and you kind of went off on your own as a result. Wandering around? I mean, that's the best answer that... Again, I think you can give it this The point. draft day analogy was, well, how come nobody was at, how, how come none of his teammates were at his birthday party? And I'm just sort of going, this is another one of those moments where I go, when the NFL has a dossier, and they still get it wrong on quarterbacks, and they ask a bunch of these questions, one of the questions I'm going to ask is, why don't you have anybody with you? If you Now, maybe he will from now on. Maybe the agent will say, hey, man. Someone you has you to, and alone time might not necessarily be the best thing. Well, for lack of a better term, somebody has to babysit you. I mean, you, you saw Stroud and Bryce Young together. I think they were sitting courtside at a jazz game. So they're they're hanging out together. Is anybody hanging out with Stetson Bennett? I mean, I don't know. But hopefully this is going to be one of those situations where he has to say to himself, okay, I, I need to focus on... What do I want to do? What do I want to be? The important things uh, in My life. Bad. And thankfully, nobody... Nobody got hurt when all is said and done, aside from briefly, in some people's eyes, his reputation. Nick Saban spoke at a coaches event in Montgomery in the not-too-distant uh, past and talked about a couple of players who wanted to be paid, NIL-wise, over a million dollars just to come to Alabama, and he said he wasn't doing it. He said one of them wanted five hundred grand and for us to get his girlfriend into law school at Alabama and pay for it. I showed him the door. I think it was 1-3 total. It might have been more. Um, you know, it's it doesn't matter. Last week, I asked I asked Adam Gillespie, Road Dog. I said, here's what I think about Kirby. And I went into a scenario that was exactly this. 
at a certain point, you tell the people in charge of your collectives, and then eventually you might have to tell the kids themselves, that's not happening here. Either you're not worth it, or we don't really do it that way here. Once you start asking... If you play well and you put up some numbers, you'll get opportunities. I'm sorry, I can't hand this to you before you do anything. That's just, that's my philosophy, and apparently it's Nick Saban's philosophy as well. I think as it's far Kirby as the Smart's. Line, as far as the, it probably is. I, I, again, as far as the line in the sand, how much we're going to give you coming in. I asked, and here's what I believe. There's a number at which, nope, that is out of our price range. And you just go, well, why would it be out of your price range? How much money do you have? Don't you have enough? No, no, no. It's not really the price price range. What it is is you asking me and how you ask me. And does it feel like you're telling me if not this, then that, as in you walk away? As Derek said in our ear just now, Derek Thomas on the other side of the glass, it sounds like you're making demands. These aren't requests. These are demands. Well, and I'm we, not meeting your demands. I'm Nick Saban. We have a I'm new, Kirby Smart. We have, a new, we have a new level where there's negotiations now going on. Well, my point to Road Dog last week was in not knowing this, I think you as the adult, the coach, you go to your collectives and say, if any of you step out of line and you start promising things that you can't promise, you're out. I'll find your money someplace else. Yeah, so that, that kid wanted 500 grand and he wanted his girlfriend to get into law school and he said another one of the best corners in the nation wanted 800 grand. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm not paying a kid a bunch of NIL money before he earns it. Right. It's not, it's, it, a lot of coaches maybe will, but Saban and Kirby, I agree. They are one and the same when it comes to this philosophy. It turns into the, if I give you that, what about the guy who's been here two years and he says, with the transfer portal now in play, Jimmy over there ain't done nothing, coach. You gave him $800,000 and I'm out here busting my ass, bleeding for you? It's, it's a bad look and there are certain guys who are going to have the nerve to say it's a bad look. There are certain guys... And, and look, if you're desperate, if you don't win, if it's the last year of your deal, and you've got, again, terrible, you might have hated the movie, Blue Chips. Nick Nolte didn't want to give in to any of this stuff. Give the kid a tractor. Yeah, you know why? Because you're about to get fired. We ain't been winning around here. At Alabama, you shouldn't have to worry about that. At Georgia, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You can't let, I'm not saying they're inmates, but you can't let the high school kids run the asylum. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 